One of the things close to my heart is our letter writing guide. Um, our letter writing program, it's, it seems like a small thing to say, hey, write a letter, but re it really does change how you see things. Because yeah. if I had have had people when I was incarcerated sitting there as it legalized and I'm seeing it on the news and I'm sitting there like, what about me? If I had yeah. have known that there were people out there who gave a fuck about what about me, yeah, it would have changed how I moved. It would have changed my outlook on the rest of my time. <laughs> but unfortunately, I didn't know of anybody. So there was no one. So we have this letter writing program. We're in dispensaries. We work with our brands. Um, anybody really who wants to amplify that and, and write prisoners, we have that available. We digitalized it on to make it as easy for people because I know everybody's not old school like me and they don't want to write a letter right. with, by hand. I happen to like a handwritten letter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, other than that, it's really easy. You can go on your phone, you can go on your laptop, pop it out and submit it. Welcome fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. Anyways, can you uh, open things? Can you please? Can you please? I would like to take a drink of my cocktail, but the bar is not open. Bar is not open. So I don't know so, that it's legal. So back off. Bar is not. Oh, illegal. Illegal. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Waiting. Well, the tavern's now open. Mm. How was the spicy mango? Maybe um, maybe a <laughs> maybe a tinge of the. Too spicy. No, it's cayenne pepper. It's pretty good. It'll uh cayenne. It'll bounce out as the ice melts a little bit. But cayenne pepper is good for your blood. Sphincter. And sphincter. Sphincter, not sphincter. Did I say sphincter? Yes. It's good for your sphincter. Anyway. Welcome back. He's delicious. To another oh, that's good. special episode. It is, it is. It is a special uh, one. It's a uh, um cocktails with dimples and me, the beard. Is it um <laughs> I just felt more important tonight. <laughs> wow. And me, the beard. Well, then have at her. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about you tonight. All right. So tonight we're talking to uh not gonna be out all night. Uh Stephanie Shepard, huh? who is Involved with the last world famous comedian, actress, movie star, singer, songwriter. I don't know what you're doing right now. Was this a bit? I don't know. You're, you're fucking up the intro to our guest. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just fucking around. This is supposed to be an important episode. Well, I'm going to fuck around a little bit. Mm, no, you got to treat this one with the respect it deserves. When we get on airy well until no I fuck off. Um, yeah, no, Stephanie's part of the Last Prisoner Project, which is doing everything they can right. to uh, to get, you know, to get out all of the cannabis. Rightfully, uh, wrongfully. Wrongfully. <laughs> wrongfully convicted, yeah, cannabis incarcerations. Um, especially, I am curious, like, and, and it's a question we have to ask her. I'm curious 
you know, obviously the opinion of, of somebody in her position, I'm sure, is that it should be federally legal recreationally everywhere, but it's not. Right. It's not. It's not. So what about and um, so what about, you know, people who are in states where it's still illegal? What is the you know, I mean, well, that or I mean, are they just focusing on mm-hmm. states that legal? Well, they should have been released already. And we, we, we but we we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. We came to know of Stephanie through our friend Ashley Hobbs, who mentioned them on the last time she was on an episode of Cocktails with Dimples of the Beard. She mentioned them, and uh, we looked into them and thought if they were willing to come on and talk with us, we would love to spread the spread the news, spread the message. So, because every little bit helps, and you can we'll find out more about how to how we can contribute, donate, or um, join. People could join forces. People could donate to us too. You know. That's a thing now. We do have a little super thanks sticker up there on the YouTube. So if somebody enjoyed this content, they could go boop and send us money. You can. Feel free. We will not reject it. I mean, not that we need it. We are making money just hand over fist now. What? I don't know. I've never understood that saying. What does that saying mean? Hand over fist. Anybody got any idea what that saying means? So if someone's giving me money, hand over fist. You grab the money. I don't know. So you have no idea. You were just trying to. I'm trying you're, to figure it out. You were yes ending that bad boy. I was Good trying job. to figure it out. Good job. Yeah, I don't understand. That's one I don't understand. Fernando, get on that. Google that shit. We'll have you an answer in 13 episodes. There's her. That's that going to be our new gang that's sign? A shirt. Yeah. Oh, that's a shirt? Hand over fist. Because we want to make money hand over fist? With this dollar spitting out. Okay. Get that tattoo on your chest. I got room. I got so many tattoos on my chest. Show us. Pictures or it didn't happen. You don't need them going crazy. Well, maybe they'll donate. I got our, I got, look at, <laughs> you can't see it from all the way back there. I went all balls out. I, he did. I got this tattooed to my hand. It's a nice little martini glass. Cause I believe in our brand. Sippy sip. Sippy sip. Where's your tattoo? On my chest. It's Big not glass there. right here. It's not there. Martinis You're... right here. Where's my name? Right. Glass. My name goes down. Big old martini glass. So when I'm take up my shirt, the ladies can drink me. Okay. Can you do your ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent? Try, if, try and draw them back. If you like that comment, leave me a return comment yeah. about that. Subscribe, share, do all that stuff. Comment about my drinking comment. <laughs> and go tell all your stoner friends to watch and let's help uh let's help save some stoners, you know. Let's help get some stoners out of jail. And uh, check out Ash Ask Ashley. I just want to say Ash Ashley. <laughs> I fucked the both up. I always want to say Ash Askley. I never want to ask. I <laughs> Ash. I thought you were going to say, I always want to say ass, Ashley. That's only when I'm all fucked up. Yeah. Then the ass comes out. There's our, yeah. If you haven't watched an episode of Ask Ashley yet, that is hard to say. You're not, right. It is hard to say. You know, I would, you know, friend of ours, if you haven't watched an episode. But if, well, you're a friend of mine. Uh, st- t- st- it takes stoners a little while to get motivated. Right. So we're only four episodes in. Stoners are like, when they get to 10, I'll think about it. <laughs> So, but we're all, we're there. We recorded five. Five will be coming out soon. So, 
You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. I think we just got Toy Story. It is. Pretty sure we just got. Because stoning, stoners love Toy Story. Do they? Absolutely. They freak out and think it's like real life. Oh. No. Then they go talk to their toys and expect them to talk back. Sometimes they do talk back. They're sex toys. They're all little. Some, Some have. Things to say. That's got a nice little kick to it. I like it. You did good. Nice. You did good. Looks like pee. It kind of looks like Mountain Dew. So, you know, I like it. Mango lemonade, spicy mango lemonade and vodka. I wonder if we could get Do the Dew to sponsor us. Do you know how how fat I would get if Mountain Dew sponsored us? I'd just be rifling back like four episodes, four Mountain Dews an episode. We get Tito's to sponsor us. We get Mountain Dew to sponsor oh. us. And we just drink that every time. When I was when I was down in Orlando, I went first day I'm down there. I go to Walmart or to grab some like just some groceries for the room. Just so I got some snacks and drinks, whatever. And I see a 12 pack of hard Mountain Dew. Oh, geez. And I'm like, all right, I got to try this. So you got a 12 pack of it? Yeah. Yeah, I got a 12 pack. I drank one can left the rest in that fridge in Airbnb. Holy cow. It was so bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm just like, hopefully whoever, the, the clean, the clean people. people will appreciate this. So so what was infused in the Mountain Dew? Was it normal? It was Mountain Dew. It was, I don't know how they made it alcohol, but wow. it, it was alcohol, you know. Yeah. It was supposed to taste like Mountain Dew, but it was like, a, yeah. Did the cleaning crew um loved you? I hope so. They went in there like, we're gonna clean this room in no time. <laughs> I know, I hope so. <laughs> hey, get to the next one. Nope, still cleaning this room. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't leave a fucking tip. So that was the That's tip. That's a tip right there. <laughs> Just a tip. Well, you should never leave a pretty lady waiting. So we won't. Stephanie She won't. Stephanie Shepard, uh, uh director of advocacy now for the last person in We'll see her advancements. Without- She's moving up. I forgot without further ado. Without further ado, Stephanie Shepard. And there we are. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you? We are great. How are you doing? Doing good. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. So happy to have you. Thanks for joining us. I was like, I have to be on time. I missed <laughs> the last time. So. No, you know what? We no. Have- no we problem. Have the, we have had the time zone issue happen before. It's not the first time. So, right. so it's uh yeah, and, and you know Ashley Hobbs, and uh with her being in Hawaii, we we record episodes with her, and we didn't realize that they didn't do daylight savings. So one time we're sitting there for an hour going, Where what is happening? <laughs> so it Where happens. Are you guys? We're in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So I'm in Cal, yeah, Sacramento, California. So, okay, so you're up in you're up north a little bit in California. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just glad it worked out that you could re- reschedule and it worked out. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, a thousand percent. This is obviously you know a, a, an important discussion. Sometimes we have some that are just you know light and fun, and and this one can be too. But it's obviously it's very important too. As um, you are, you're now the director of ad advocacy for. Last prisoner project. Last time when we were going to talk to you before, I think you were partnership manager or something like that. Yeah, I was working with the partners. We had to update our notes. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Um, Yeah, I was was partnerships manager. So I worked with the partners um, 
the brands that we work with, uh, the dispensaries we work with. But um, in some restructuring, I just saw that I kind of was doing both already. So I'm kind of easing into because the dev team, they're great. They have that. Um, but the advocacy piece is really where my heart is. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, congratulations. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Last Prisoner Project and what they do and what the mission is and, and how you got, how you got started involved. Yeah. That's, that's going to be Mo most definitely. Um, so Last Prisoner Project, we are a nonprofit organization. We are nonpartisan. Um, we will take help from wherever it comes because our one mission is to get people who are incarcerated for cannabis out of prison. Um, we do have many different areas. We do policy work, so kind of working at the root of the problem. Um, but in that meantime, there's reentry pieces, there's record clearing pieces. Um, the reentry pieces are pretty special because it's hard when you get out of prison and um, you don't have anything and you don't have anybody. Or, or you're just trying to get started, kick-started, navigate, navigate what it's like being free um, and how I know that. So <laughs> I know a tiny bit about that. Um, well, I, and that was one of the main things I took away when I was looking at the website is I'm like, wow, you have a lot of those research resources, like you just said, re-entry, um, okay. clear the record, which is huge. I think that's huge. That's I mean, people can falter because they don't know where to go. So right. and of, I think course. I would like to really touch on that later uh, about those of things. Of course. Um, so how I know I served a 10 year prison sentence uh, in federal prison for first time nonviolent cannabis conspiracy. Um, and I served nine of those years. Jesus. God. Uh, I, I should have had a little, I should have had a little bit less, but um, in prison, good time is the first thing they take away from you when you are bad. <laughs> so, when you have a 10 year prison sentence looking you in the face, how much worse can it get? Yeah. So, you know, when someone says, hey, if you do that, you're going to get in trouble. I'm like, I'm already in prison. Like, I'm already in trouble. <laughs> so you at so you do things that go against the system and that costs you. And the very first thing they take away, oh, you want to do that? We'll take away your good time. Well, you're thinking that's 10 years down the line. What do I care? Right. But then you get to that date that you could have been going home. Mm hmm. If you hadn't have did this and this and this and this and this and told this, you know, officer, this and that. And so, uh, just so you know, that. cursing is allowed. So, okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, um, you, you, it comes back to haunt you. It's sure. like your past revisiting your present. And so it did take me a little bit longer to, to get home. Um, and plus I did the drug program. You know, because obviously anything to do with uh, if you smoke cannabis, clearly you are an addict <laughs> and you need some sort of intervention. So, yeah, that's the only thing out short of, you know, the president letting you out early is is the drug program. So for many years, I was like, I'm not doing that. Thanks. Please, no, you've already made me into a drug dealer. You're not going to make me into a drug addict as well. Like, yeah. I smoked pot. That's it. 
but as time goes on, you start losing things and losing people. Sure. So my dad was an older man and I became very intent on getting home to see him. And it was looking dimmer and dimmer for that to happen. Mm. So I was like, okay, how do I get home? Fine. Sign me up for this drug program. Sure. Um, unfortunately I didn't make it home oh, to see my father, but, um, the, the drug program, I was just like, anyway, just, I want to finish and leave. Yeah. And, and that's what I did. Uh, but coming to the last prisoner project, I came to them as they were just kind of ramping up. So when I was sitting in prison, it was probably, you know, in the works, it was probably being thought about, but it wasn't the organization that it is today, obviously. So when I got out, um, someone connected me with them. I went to their second fundraiser. Uh, they had a fundraiser in San Francisco and I went to that and I met the founders and I was like, sign me up. Like, what can I do? Yeah. Because here I am, I'm out. I'm seeing the industry as it is today. And yeah. it's like frustrating. It's triggering. It's infuriating to see. And I'm glad that it's moving in that direction, but there's no way we can allow it to continue to, state after state legalize legalize and people are still serving 60 years life yeah. sentences in prison for cannabis it's crazy yeah so um all i had at the time was my voice so being able to share my stories share my experiences tell those stories to the people on capitol hill yeah. And let them know how important this is. And it's not like it's a couple hundred people incarcerated oh, who cares. God, no. It's tens of thousands of people incarcerated for a simple, can no violence, nonviolent cannabis offenders doing these heinous, heinous numbers. So I cannot sit back and go, oh, yeah, they're having MJ Impact and they're having Hall of Flowers. And they're having all these really great um, events that are moving the industry forward for so many people. But then I can't not think about the people who are incarcerated. Right. So that's where I started um, working with Lost Prisoner Project and eventually joining their board of directors because it's also important as the industry moves in the direction they are, as our organization pivots that we have to have the voice of someone who's gone through it, someone who knows what's up with that. Yeah. And so. Um, you know, Michael Woods and, and Edwin Rubis, they all can't be speaking for themselves. So I feel like it's really important that um, I use any platform and platforms like yours and making these connections to connect with more people on their behalf. Yeah, which is because great. It's, yeah, it's really going to take the voice of the people to really move the needle and let those in power, those who have that power, see it's okay yeah but come on in the water's fine yeah. it's like it's people aren't going to get out and go on this crazy spree of, right. of, of crime and disaster oh my god <laughs> we let the cannabis prisoners out now what are they going to do it's like um so really working that fine line and staying nonpartisan and working with the people who 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 want to get it done yeah. And at this point, I'm neither here nor there. I'm 
who wants to get this done. Yeah, well, and it it makes no sense. I mean, marijuana is is a should be a very center of the, you know, I mean, majority wise, when you when you see any poll, the majority of the of the population thinks that it should be legal. Mm-hmm. So it, it's bizarre to me that there's still, I mean, po- you know, politicians essentially work for who's ever going to pay the most, right? I mean, like, it, it makes no sense to me that there are still politicians who aren't on the side of just let's get this thing federally legalized and, and be done with all this nonsense. even if they even if they wanted to even if they wanted to look at it from a purely uh financial standpoint yeah you know it take it costs a lot of money to incarcerate someone like me right right uh you know because (laughs) uh it's you know 40 to sixty thousand dollars per inmate a year yeah yeah wow and 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 a lot of these prisons where people are incarcerated are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. They they sustain the towns that they are in. So there's really no no reason, no motivation not to arrest people because what are what are all the people who work in this prison? Where are they going to go? Yeah. A lot of them are uneducated. A lot of the staff are uneducated. They, they, this was the job and a lot of places I've been, I was in five prisons, um, over my, over my time. I know you move from one place to another, you get in trouble over here. You move. (laughs) I was going to ask, did you move because of the trouble or is that just normal? Not every time. Not every time. Not every time. A couple (laughs) of times. Yes. But not every time. Um, the first (laughs) time I was in Connecticut and Danbury and that converted to men because obviously we need more men's prisons. There's just simply not enough. <laughs> so <laughs> that converted to, to men. So they gave us the opportunity to go elsewhere. So I said, well, my whole family's in California. I'd like to go to California. So um, did you get through, um, arrested in um, where, do, where were you first in prison? New York? I was living in New York. OK, so that's yeah. So straight from the courtroom, underground tunnels to the jail at 500 Pearl Street, right up the elevator, boom, you're there. Mm. (laughs) Um, So they make it easy. You don't (laughs) even have to leave the building. It's just a straight shot from the courtroom to the jail. That's nice of them. (laughs) They're so thoughtful. (laughs) (laughs) And um, from there, I went to Dublin, California, which is, you know, the the creme de la creme of Fermi women's prisons uh it's where like the celebrity fellows go like aunt Aunt becky from full house and uh was martha stewart there (laughs) no she was in alderson um but (laughs) at a camp but uh dublin it's it's you know you got you you have a door that's unheard of you have sundex to tan it's where uh felicity huffman is her name felicity huffman yeah i think so from desperate housewives she went there over the whole college scandal so it's it's the chosen spot for for people okay and so i went there it was cool great had a beef with an older lady (laughs) over a table and her plan was we're gonna get in trouble we're gonna go to the shoe which is a special housing unit. And we are going to, and I'm going to get her kicked out of the unit. Well, little did she know, I, when she put a separate tea on me, she got me kicked off the entire compound. And a separate tea is saying, I fear for my life. Yeah, cause I'm scary, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, she feared for her life, and um, so they shipped me off to Minnesota. Jesus, jeez. Oh, so I went from I went from California and my sun decks. Oh no. <laughs> to twenty below in Minnesota. Oh. Um. So that was that. Then uh, from there, I was like, no, I don't want to get in trouble. So I stayed good and I got um, my points low enough to go to a camp because I knew if anything happened to my father, I would need to be able to go on a furlough and you can't furlough from, from mid or anywhere else. So it had to be a camp. So I was good. I mean, I didn't get caught doing anything (laughs) and I, I got sent to a camp and, and that's where I went to Victorville in Southern California. And then from there, I was like, I got to get in this drug program, which was in Phoenix. And if you've never had, so I went from Wasika, Minnesota, (laughs) practically to the polar opposite of the brisk, brisk temperatures of 120. Oh, 125 at night phoenix arizona (laughs) yeah the only place where it gets warmer at night for some reason yeah (laughs) wow so um i know i've been through it and that's just really where my passion comes from because now that i'm out and i'm seeing the industry as it is it's just i'm glad that people are inside and can't see yeah so i'm glad it took me to get out to see it (laughs) So how did, but does your, I don't want to say this, like your arrest, regardless of where you are, still is about by the New York laws because that's where it happened? No, it was federal. It was federal. My, my, my thing. So um, federally, there's a few thousand, upwards of a few thousand people incarcerated. Um, Most of the people incarcerated are on the state level. Mm-hmm. So um, it doesn't matter. I'm also still on cherry on top, five years probation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> jeez. Okay, uh, so just okay. a little sprinkle of sure. love there for them. And um, one great thing about Last Prisoner Project is we work with um, pro bono attorneys and to file uh, petitions for release, uh, compassionate release petitions, um, clemency petitions. Uh, So we work with the National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers, and we match them with with people who are trying to get out. Well, once you get out, we were like, hmm, what else can we do? We've got this great organization. Well, how about you help us file early termination? papers hmm. and all down for that so we've got a really amazing early termination um team that works on those so you can get off early and not have to have that fear of oh my god if i get pulled over today and i report it to my po are they going to be in a bad mood what kind of day are they having because any interaction with the police we have to report it okay so really anything that you do, you're always thinking like, is this going to be, how is this going to be seen by probation or so um, having that team working on early termination is great. Unfortunately, um, New York, they love me so much. My prosecutor loves me so much that she doesn't want to let me go. <laughs> you know, we tried, 
we tried to get my case transferred even if you guys don't want to let her off because you say she owes a, a forfeiture of seventy thousand dollars um why don't you just have it transferred and we'll deal with it like california let her be california's problem no we love her we're gonna keep her oh, and wow. we're going to and we're going to fight if you do file those papers for early release so after going back and forth with <clears throat> the smarter me and the old me the old <laughs> me would have been like yeah file those papers and eh. right the new me i'm like if they file the papers and i poke that bear what's that going to look like yeah yeah and here i am three and a half years in four years in I've done fine thus far. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it alone and I'm going to ride these papers out. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going to become of things, but um, I just chose to back off at that point and just stay on my path. But for other people, it's been great. People have gotten off early. Um, so that's really that. Uh, some of the programs being... A, a staff of impacted people. We have other people on our staff who are, are impacted. And they asked us, like, what do you guys need when you, what do you need? Tell us your needs, tell us your desires. And then that's how we try to fit it into our mission. Yeah. Um, so one of the important things is some of the programs that we have. Um, one of the things close to my heart is our letter writing guide. Um, our letter writing program, it's, it seems like a small thing to say, hey, write a letter, but re it really does change how you see things. Because yeah. if I had have had people, when I was incarcerated, sitting there as it legalized and I'm seeing it on the news and I'm sitting there like, what about me? If I had have known that there were people out there who gave a fuck about what about me, yeah, it would have changed how I moved. It would have changed my outlook on the rest of my time. <laughs> but unfortunately, I didn't know of anybody. So there was no one. So we have this letter writing program. We're in dispensaries. We work with our brands. Um, anybody really who wants to amplify that and, and write prisoners, we have that available. We digitalized it on to make it as easy for people because I know everybody's not old school like me and they don't want to write a letter right. with, by hand. I happen to like a handwritten letter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, other than that, it, it's really easy. You can go on your phone, you can go on your laptop, pop it out and submit it. Which and there's I, a drop down on your website to do that. And, and to your point, when we were looking around it, it, you do make it easy. Yeah. Yeah. And and we want it to be as easy as possible for people. Yeah. And one of the reasons that's actually great is because um, in in prison, when there's a lockdown, that's the only communication you get. Um, I, I know someone who is in um, the prison where uh, the guy just got stabbed, the oh. the coach. The pervert coach. That, oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, he got stabbed up, I guess. <laughs> like, he did. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. And right. uh, someone I know there, I, they're on lockdown for that. So um, letters are the only thing that they can get. You can't go to email. You can't use the phones when you're on lockdown. 
You can't have video visits. You can't have in, in-person visits. So really what one person does really can affect the overall thing. And so those letters are the only communication you can get. You always get your mail. Oh, okay. So if you're, if I go to the website and I write a letter electronically yeah, and they're not allowed to get emails or or electronic, how, how do they get them then? I, they come to me. Okay. I print them out on my dandy printer. <laughs> I hand, I hand write the envelopes and I send them that. So okay. they're still getting it snail mail and it's still your letter. It's just kind of, but that's from you being that in, in there to know that to to do that. So no, no, that's great. That's that's yeah. And um, wow. we've actually had people recently. We had someone get out, and it. I I was so moved by this. They made a video once they got out showing all the letters oh. that they that they had received while they were inside, and actually brought those out with them. For me. I don't want none of this. You can keep all of it. I don't want anything. You're just headed for the door. So for this person to take that time and make that one of the precious items, the few items that they want to take out those gates with them, it really showed me that it does mean a lot to them. Yeah, I'm sure. Just that just that link to the outside has gotta feel right. It's gotta feel good. That somebody and gives no, a and shit about people, me to give, you know, yeah. to, to every day or day after day, yeah. no, nothing. And then a single letter comes. That that can be huge for a person that's in there. I, I liken it to <clears throat> being on an island. You know, if you were stranded on an island, sure. do you want to get a bottle with the note that says, we're coming for you. We know you're there. We're looking mm-hmm. for you. We're, we're, we're coming for you. Yeah. Or we didn't forget just, about you. Yeah. Do you just want to never hear anything? Yeah. And if you don't have that support outside, that's what you get. You get nothing. And you and that kind of rolls over to um the other inmates, you know? They're gonna treat you a certain way because they see you don't even have anybody outside who cares about you. Oh. Sure. And then the officers treat you that way. And once they see the officers treat you that way, mm. Because they know they can treat you bad because nobody cares. Yeah. Fortunately, I had a sister and my sister always sending magazines, books. Um, oh. At that time, we could get magazines. We could get books in the mail, um, letters, family photos. If I didn't call home, funny story, the first time I, was, I went to the shoe, which was the first week that I was locked up. First literally week. the first week, first week <laughs> i went to special housing first week like literally the first three days um and my sister when she didn't hear from me anytime after that first event when i told her what happened because she was going crazy and calling and calling the front office and that helps they need to know that if if we do something to her we're going to mm. have to deal with some people outside. Yeah. So oh. that's what our constituents have. If they tell us that they've done something to them in there, we have the backing of attorneys. We're going to look into it. We, we're going to do everything we can to just be there for you. So now they're going to think a second chance, a second time when they want to do something 
unjust to you while incarcerated. It's sure. already going to be unjust. Yeah. Right. But, so, so you're not just, it's you're not nice just... to have that connection. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not just fighting to get people out. I mean, obviously, that's the, the main goal, but you're also fighting to make sure they're treated humanely while they're there. Give them hope. Of, co- of course. Um, one of the a- um, aspects of the reentry program um, is support while you're in there. Um, because you people think that prison is free. People think, oh, you have three, three hots in a cot. <laughs> a, they're not all hot. <laughs> that's for sure. They're probably so, delicious. Oh, uh, yeah. oh <laughs> yes. Um, I heard the so, cinnamon rolls are good. <laughs> oh, the honey buns. Yeah, any commissary item. But if you're going to that kitchen, man. So, um, Poor thing. one All of right. the one of the things that we do is we do commissary funding. So that money that we put on their commissary accounts quarterly, um, buy more food for commiss from commissary more hygiene because there's i don't know they they give you things but they give you nothing if you give me a a towel that is as thin as a paper towel and say well we gave you a towel Mm. come on yeah right or um just the 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 soap that doesn't lather think of your the worst motel soap you can ever imagine (laughs) And it's worse than and that. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then it's worse dangerous. than that. <laughs> yeah. But we gave you soap. Yeah. And then they jingle, they jingle some dial on the commissary, but that dial is a a forty percent markup or a twenty percent markup. Jeez. So, but you're only making twelve cents an hour. Oh, so Christ. they're charging <laughs> you more. They're charging you more, but at the same time, we're paying you less. Well, a you can lot get less. that other stuff. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> At that oh, rate, you're going to have to work for six years to buy a bar. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's the thing. So we do put money on the commissary accounts of people quarterly. Um, Something they I would have never that- thought of, which is yeah. which. It's awesome. It's a great side thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I as, a, as a small woman, I am. I can eat whatever and i was still hungry so i can't imagine going in as a 300 pounder or you know yeah. a man who lifts weights and all these things and you just get that tray three times a day mm-hmm. it, it's not doable so this money can help supplement with food from commissary chicken packs or whatever um also stamps stamps and and phone oh. time and emails everything costs in there oh unless okay. you want to be walking around in your steel-toed boots you also have to buy shoes. Jeez. So okay. it's either your your R and D slippers, which are not a thing. No one's wearing <laughs> those around, or your steel toes. And if your family doesn't have the wherewithal to give you money to buy boots or tennis shoes, like Timberlands or or more comfortable boot or a tennis shoe, you just don't have it. Wow. Okay. Hey, so, this is, I mean, I think you as well, opening my, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, you no, don't I think no of idea. these, all the, all these little details, right. you know. But having a, an impacted staff, we are always saying, no, here's what we need to do. Yeah. This is a, it, this is an issue. So trying to fill in those, those gaps for people. Um, and all of that is possible through, through partnerships. Um, the way I met Ashley through Playboy. Um yeah. 
Shout out to Ashley Haas. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Ashley um, and I did a a uh, Instagram takeover. Okay. So um, Ashley gave up her Instagram for a day, and in I got to post what I wanted and put what I wanted and reach out to her huge platform. Yeah. And then I thought, then I got to kind of following Ashley and seeing like, oh, okay, she's down. She's <laughs> yeah. cool. She's she's about it. And yep. um we've she's stayed right there. <laughs> She's on her wall twice. She's on there twice. (laughs) I was nervous about coming on. I'm like, they always have all these like gorgeous playmates and stuff. So you are um... gorgeous. Stop it. Yeah, absolutely. You fit right. I was like, I this. I don't know if their listeners are going to be down for me. Have you seen some of the um... men we've had on? Believe me. We just okay. We... So I'm better than them, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But it's it's through people like like Playboy and partnerships like that and um using their platforms and and their dollars to uh help us do the work that we do yeah and so it's it's really been great we also part of the re-entry program is we give grants to people who come home oh so once we've worked with you inside when you come home when we first started it could be anybody if you've ever had a cannabis charge ever well that's a lot of people and <laughs> fun, funding was going quickly. So uh, we just have to pivot yeah. at, with what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we do well with donations and we can give to more people, we can do for more people. Um, when we don't, we have to have a little stricter requirement. Sure, sure. Um, but our bottom line is helping people who have been impacted or are impacted. Yeah. So um, if you are incarcerated or you have a family member, any of your listeners have a family member who are incarcerated, we have a really easy intake form on our website at um, lastprisonerproject.org. And people can go there, fill it out like, hey, my brother's incarcerated. Here's his information. Can you reach out to him? Um, and once we go through the initial like intake of that person, like, hey, here's what we do. Nice to meet you. Um, do you want to be a part of this thing that we're trying to do for you? And they say yes. And that allows us to share their stories and, and actually put a face to this, this person who people don't know, but, um, put a, put a face to the, to that mystery. Um, and we do, uh, grants when they come home, people can get grants up to $5,000, um, when they get home, because you've been like for me, I hadn't touched money in nine uh, years. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't even know there were new point. dollar bills. So that having that independence and giving that independence back and helping people to feel like, okay, I've been dependent on someone else for so long. And, and now I have something that I can go out and I can take my child to go school shopping if that's what I want to do with the money or the needs, the buying of the used car, you know, a big thing for me coming home was to take my sister out to lunch, you know, it's the the least. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, For 10 years, for 10 years, because I was on a year of pretrial. So (laughs) that was another part of it. Um, But being able to do those things, it kind of helps, you're you're getting grounded 
and yeah. feeling normal again and being able to say, no, let me pay for the Panda Express. And <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I know you spent thousands of dollars <laughs> keeping me okay in prison, but I got this Panda Express. I'll get your, I'll get your orange chicken. I got it. It's on me. It, me, it, it means but it's, a lot. But that's big. That, that's big to feel, to feel um, normal again, to yes. feel part of the society again. Yes, definitely. I'm curious about so, I'm yeah. curious about your like the re-entry day. You know, you were in for you were in for nine, almost ten years. Yeah. Um, you know, what is the percentage of excitement to the percentage of fear? Because there's got to be some trepidation about going back into the real world because yeah. it's changed in ten years. The world has changed substantially. You want to know you you want to know something that's crazy is during my time of being um, in custody, I flew a, a commercial. From one prison to another okay. when i was locked up i was allowed to go to my father's funeral services that's good and well, i good. went i yeah. flew i flew alone but i'm still in custody and when i was going from one prison to another um when one prison to the camp they allowed me to fly commercial and at that point i probably hadn't been out alone in the world without anyone in seven years almost wow. it was probably almost my seven year mark i got driven to the airport by another inmate town driver <laughs> that's always safe right <laughs> so, so this is how dangerous the inmates are this is how much security really means to them yeah there there's an inmate driving other inmates places <laughs> So uh, I got dropped off at the airport to go to uh, Victorville. And as I'm at the airport, I'm noticing how uncomfortable I feel. First of all, I'm wearing my prison sweats. Okay. Oh, gosh. I'm wearing gray Russells in public or gray champions. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a, a mesh bag. Mm. I've got... Um, no cell phone. You see everybody in the airports on their cell phone. It was the most uncomfortable feeling. I thought I was going to immediately feel the sense of freedom when I was out of their sight. Sure. And you are so, it's almost like a, like, almost like a battered syndrome. Yeah. Like, even though it was so bad, I couldn't, I, I felt nervous. I felt like I was still being watched. I felt like I couldn't wait to get back to prison <laughs> because that's where I was normal. Yeah. That's you where felt everybody everybody looks like me. Everybody's in the same uh shoes as me. And I remember going through Dallas and stopping there and transferring and seeing like Dallas is a pretty bougie place. Seeing all the women there looking, you know, on point. And here I am, just, I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, they gave me $14. $14 to at travel the with. airport to travel with. And I had to fight for that. They wanted to give me $7. You can't get I a bottle to, of water at <laughs> I had off. to fight for that. And wow. I think I, I ordered, I got one meal. It was between, okay. Am I going to buy this little split of wine with my $14 and chug it? And buy, so I, when I get to the next place, I'll be straight. 
or do I buy food? And so I was like, okay, I guess I better buy food. And I was like, Arby's, that sounds good. Like <laughs> I haven't had Arby's in so long. And I got it. My meal came out to about 13 and some change. Jeez. Yes. At our, I was like, what? This is Arby's, $13. <laughs> you barely get five for five. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I got it. It was the worst meal ever. Oh. I was so, it was like, can you imagine being so turned up and hyped about something oh. that you haven't had and have been dreaming about something like this for Yo. years? And then it and sucks. It, was, it oh. sucked. <laughs> oh. So but I did. You'd rather not have had it. You're like, I don't, I don't even want, I wish I didn't even have it. You know? I should have had the wine. I sent, <laughs> the, um, I sent the receipt back to the warden who I had to fight for that $14 and said, if you had have sent me here with $7, like you wanted to do, I wouldn't have been able to eat all yeah. day. Yeah. So uh, that whole experience of, of being out and free, it felt so, oh, like I wanted to go back. I was like, where is this plane? I was more than happy to go back. Yeah. And it took me some time to, think is this what it's going to be like once i get home am i going to feel this way but once i got home and i eased my way into it and even today i i i'm over three years almost four years out now i still feel it because i'm still on paper so i still feel like any anything i do is going to be scrutinized and can be held against me and i could go back and do the rest of my time which right. I don't want to do, obviously. So even if you're driving legally, doing everything legally, it's it's very, um, it's very. You're always wondering. Always looking over yeah. your shoulder. Always, uh, if uh, oh my gosh, when a cop pulls up next to me, yeah. even though I'm licensed and and insured and everything's fine, oh my goodness, I oh. am. I I I knuckle the <laughs> steering wheel because. I'm like, what if they just want to pull me over for something? Mm -hmm. And then I have to report it. And then, you know, my probation officer's having a bad day or it. So it's, it's an ongoing thing for sure. Could it be uh, something, could it be something that minimal that could, they could take you back for a traffic stop? Oh yeah. Well, they could um, say, well, what were you doing? Uh, well, we can reevaluate it. Um, it, it's up to it's really up to them jesus it is really up to them we actually uh worked with um there's a tv show on stars really great tv show called blind spotting and it um it's storylines revolve around people in incarceration and families in incarceration uh davi diggs from hamilton's one of the creators Raphael oh i love davi <laughs> Oh, he's amazing. Well, they have a character on the show who has a cannabis conviction and they reached out to us and said, mm. you know, we'd love to meet with you guys. So we're thinking, oh, who's it going to be? So we take this meeting with, uh, you know, their, their impact person, Sam, and we take the meeting and we go on and we look and they pop on. David pops on. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> I love him. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's, he's so much more than that, but that's what most people know him from. So um, they talked to us and they asked us about how can they help? 
And oh, so great. they've been extremely supportive to us, um, sharing their platform and, um, you know, letting people know how they can donate and what they can do and, and speaking up for, for those incarcerated people because they get it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the show's based out of Oakland. So if you haven't seen it, it's called Blind Spotting. It's an amazing show. It's in a second season. And um, we need people like that, though, to reach out and say, hey, like, what can we do? Because we're we're a relatively small org. And, yeah. And um, that's huge. I mean, a show like that, that yeah. that's a lot of exposure yeah. for you. That's awesome. And and I mean, like you said, he's great. He, yeah. The whole team yeah. was they were amazing and taking time out of their premieres and sharing their their platforms at South by Southwest. And oh, wow. Yeah, really amazing people. We have um, a number of ambassadors. Yes, um, yes. We, de we, we definitely noticed some names on that list of ambassadors. <laughs> We've got some pretty decent people, uh, yeah. you know, who, who believe in the work that we do. And not only that, our partners, like I said, like our partnerships with Playboy and our uh, Dutchie and, and all of these great brands, Farmer and the Felon and Evidence and there's just so many people in the industry um, who want to to help and and understand the privilege that they have to be able to open up a, a, an amazing dispensary like Woods, you know, Woody Harrelson's dispensary in West Hollywood. And that's a privilege to be able to do that and not be afraid of being arrested. Yeah. When, you know, there's people serving life sentences and, and 60 years and it's just crazy. Uh, it, it's very hard to wrap my head around. So when I got home, life was very different. Yeah. You know, what's funny, I had just before I got arrested, I had just bought a new laptop <laughs> at like the week before I got arrested. Right. And so my sister had to pack up my place there and she took all my stuff home. And I'm thinking when I get home, I'll just use the same laptop. <laughs> so obsolete. <laughs> so yeah. obsolete. Oh yeah. It, nope. It and and I picked it up. I'm like, why is this so heavy? It never felt heavy before. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't imagine like the change in cell phones over that course of time uh, had to be huge. Like I had a Blackberry. Okay, I had a Blackberry yeah. when I went to prison, yeah. and that was the creme de la creme, you know. Oh, I right. I, I love that phone. I miss that phone. That was oh, with the, 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 with ball the roller falling ball. out, oh, yeah. <laughs> falling out every yeah. every two months. Yeah, I can remember um, buying ex just extra rolling balls because they would get dirty and then it wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so it was life in general was different. I mean, for I was uh, talking to someone today who's recently home. And he's trying to, you know, get on FaceTime. And he's like, sorry, I, I'm sorry. I don't know. Right. Please, please apologize. I'm not up on this yet. I've only yeah. been out 100 days, you know. And yeah. I'm like, he has no idea. I get it, brother. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So after we started talking and so he, he was like, okay, so you understand how I'm feeling. I was like, take your time. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that's a comfort level right there. Just to have someone say, I get it. Yeah. I went through it with, I went through it as well. Yeah. It, it's really, um, for some people, like anything you do, you're going to have haters, right? So no different. I don't care if it's people doing good for other people. There's still going to be people who hate on you. 
And I always say, I don't care. Anybody can say anything about the work that we do. What matters to me is the people we help. Yeah, right. That's all I care about. So if you can't step your game up with what you're doing, not my problem. There's no, no traffic in this lane. Like, I really care about the constituents and I want to be on the right side of things, you know? And you are. Um, and one day, one day we will, it'll yeah. happen. And, and when it does happen, we all will be on the right side of things. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. It seems like it's just grown since you got, a, you know, came aboard um, three and a half years ago. It's, it seems like it was, it's... it was a pretty small, small crew when they first started um it was like a like two ladies and wow. two guys with ideas and mm-hmm. these two ladies doing everything and then recruiting a friend of theirs hey do you want to help us with this and to the point where we're like to do this work you can't part-time it right. you can't half-ass it you have to go all in it's not something you can just volunteer for yeah. you know what i'm saying it takes a lot of time to do that so the fact that we have a, a decent um a small but mighty group of people people think that we're much bigger than than we are so um but it's just that our policy team the reentry team um, our development team they're all like powerhouses in their own little it's all like, it takes corners. It's all, yeah it's all you need it's all you need i'm curious what yeah. you guys do i mean i assume you help um, do you, do you just help federal prison prisoners or do you help people at the state level? State level for sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause... Um, that's actually where we kind of focus because that's the majority Okay. of who's incarcerated and working in different states. It's great to be able to do that. But the federal piece is the piece that really it's, it's the easiest. Sure the they president biden we have a campaign right now called the pin to write history yep and the pin to write history is really calling on on president biden to do this this make a start make be an example for the governors and let people see that once these cannabis non-violent cannabis prisoners come home they're going to get on with their lives they're not it's not like they were in there for murder and they may get out and murder again right what they're in there for is legal yeah for 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 the majority of this country so as each state um as each state legalizes i feel like what i'm seeing is people are forgetting it's becoming so normalized mm-hmm. that people are forgetting that no, people are still incarcerated for this. Yeah. So Which, that should have having, been an automatic. Like, okay, it's legalized now. Open those doors and and yeah, yeah. that's chapter two. Open the doors for them. Move on to the next thing. But yeah. to your point, yeah, it's sad. They're getting forgotten. Yeah, they're getting forgot about. So that's something that we cannot let happen. So um, uh, I spent 420 in Washington, D.C. Um, like going senators to senators offices having these face-to-face conversations yeah you know trying to connect with um the senators who who want to push this forward 
Yeah. And so, you know, for me, you can't even start talking about safe banking if you're not talking about release, retroactive yeah. release. So yep. I don't want to hear if that's where is that your concern? We have a problem. Yeah. So, Do you feel like a lot of them uh, were just uh, snowballing you or that you, they were sincere about helping? Um, they're politicians. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> well, the answer okay, to that. Okay. They have the job, so they're good. They're good know, at it. They're at, good at the bullshitting. So I'm hoping not, but you can only hope. If, if yeah. you can stand there and and listen to my story and listen to the things that I lost and look at the pictures of of people and their families who are there for the very thing that you could have delivered to your front door. Right. Right. You've got to be a real big piece, yeah. you know, to 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 want to, you know, snowball me yeah. and and say, yeah, I care about that. I care about that. And yeah. and you don't. Yeah. I mean, some of so them. All I'm, I can do is tell. Right. Unfortunately, some of them have some of them. Yeah. I don't know how many you met with, but. Oh, yeah. You know, some of them are that way and there's nothing. You can and do I know it. the difference. Good. But one thing, one thing I try to do when I do have these meetings is hopefully when the, the topic comes up and it, and it will, what side do you want to be on? And I hope they can flash back to the conversation mm -hmm. we had. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I, it was very strange last time we were in DC, I had a conversation with um, a Senator and he, it was a large group of people um, on lobby day and he came outside because the office was full. So he came outside and after, you know, a bunch of people talked to him and I, I spoke to him and we had this weird, quiet moment, even though we're in, in, you know, this big place with all these people around us, everybody quieted and mm -hmm. everybody let me talk and everybody just stood and watched as I told some of the things that I wanted the Senator to know. And he stared at my eyes and I was crying. I think he wanted to cry. <laughs> and he is one of, one of the good guys, Yeah. but I want him to flash back to those words and flash back to that moment. Yeah. And I want to be that person when people don't know anybody who's been impacted. Yeah. I'm here to tell you what it's like to be impacted and what it's like for our constituents to, to have to go through this and the children of our constituents. That's another thing. Um, we do family support. <laughs> so if you're the child of someone incarcerated, um, we have some children who are in college. Now we have a constituent, She's in her third year of law school. Her father's been in nice. prison for cannabis for 15 years. He has a 22 year sentence. <laughs> so, so she's, so she's the type of person that we want to support. And she's in the third year of law school. She's an amazing young woman who hadn't seen her father in many, many years. And we partnered with uh, Be Noble, uh, a brand and um who he was bernard noble was um 
sentence. So he did about seven years in prison. So he understands what it's like. Uh, he got out. He partnered with um, another larger MSO. And so he has his brand. So under his brand, they actually made a donation. And part of that donation, they designated for her and her sister to go see their dad. Oh, first time in a long time wow and Mm -hmm. and it was so that they they vlogged along the way and stayed in contact with me and i i'm glad that i am a part of of her life because she was going to visit him and i i told her they're going to mess with you Mm -hmm. okay they're gonna try to prevent the visit they always do And, and her dad's in west virginia so you already know what that's like (laughs) for for a black you know inmate in west virginia yeah so um i said one thing they'll mess with you with they'll mess with you they'll pick anything your clothes this that please have have a change of clothes in the car bring two so she and her sister went that morning and they call me crying at like six in the morning um telling me they they got he told her she couldn't come in so i had to calm her down and tell her did you listen to me did you bring extra clothes yes oh okay change go back again she changed she called me they denied me again huh? i said oh no she said, but I bought one more outfit just in case. <laughs> so she goes back out to the car, changes again. And uh, I didn't hear back from her, but they called me in tears. And Jesus. and that's, it's like furthering the punishment. Yeah. yeah. Like they're already incarcerated, but now you're going to keep twisting it that night and making their daughters not be able to get in. And they haven't seen this man in a year. It was Father's Day weekend. Oh. I mean, making others suffer. That's yeah. That's even worse. Because yeah. I experienced that in my yeah. time. So I knew they would take anything. My sister had been wearing the same outfit for years because <laughs> she finally found one that they didn't nitpick. And she that was her visiting outfit. What are that? And they've even they've even turned her away for that. Like so many people leave the visiting room to run to Walmart to get a different shirt or a different pair of pants or and and it's it's unnecessary. It's so I was glad I was there for them and and could kind of talk to them and and be there and comfort them and let them know this is not going to stop you. Yeah, you're gonna see your dad, and they there ended up seeing him for three days, and Ugh. it's just it was just amazing feeling. But that's kind of my connection to it. Yeah, but so that... we're not a regular organization no. with just random people. Yeah, but that shows the impact you're having yeah. because. Without you, they would have turned away and went home and said that it's a lost cause. Yeah. So it's those little things that sometimes gets you to break down that wall. So. uh. And that really matters because we are not just an organization. We are an organization of very passionate people and we all have different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. For that passion. But, it's but the all same there. goal, yeah, and all, oh, you know, yeah. all come together 100%. to, yeah, yeah. Oh, huh. well, 
Sorry, guys. I'm just running my mouth. Cheers. Oh, God. Oh, no, nobody can talk about it better than you can. I mean, that's. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, we do have a spicy mango lemonade and vodka. So... Wow. Yep. Yes. You got it. You know, I went and back cheers to, to you for all you do. Can I just please cheers to you? Because <laughs> that story was amazing. Cheers, guys. And, and I'm hoping to hear many more stories for years to come. Yeah. You. Unfortunately, we still live in a backwards state where it's there's no legality to it we don't there's no medical legality there's no recreational and uh you know we can we can ponder why i really do believe it's because the tavern league in this state is so strong that they they don't want to lose revenue possible revenue and they're the ones who pay to make sure that it stays illegal but you know i i i use it on a near day base nearly daily nearly daily basis so Mm -hmm. you know i think about the possibility is there that someday who knows you know, so at least I feel like now I got somebody in my corner if it ever happens. <laughs> right. Well, uh, that's what when I do speak, at, you know, to these bigger companies and these people who feel like, well, we're doing it the legal way. Well, federally, you're all doing it illegally. Sure. So if one day they do decide that they want to come knocking at your door because they choose not to, doesn't mean that they can't choose to. So just because they choose not to come knocking at your door and, and questioning you, and trust me, when the feds knock, they don't wait for you to answer. They're coming in. They're coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like you will want somebody out there fighting for you. Yeah. Trust me, because I had nobody. I mean, I had my family and, and, you know, attorneys but they're not invested in me right they're getting paid the attorney yeah um my family doesn't have the power to help me Hmm. so trust me you would want somebody out there just in your corner and and trying to be there and there's so many awesome people um that i've met on this journey tina tina reichardt her her son christian is doing as a crazy amount of time for for cannabis and this lady goes so hard for her son that I have to admire her. Mm-hmm. I I I ha- I'm drawn to people like that because I wish there was somebody who could have been there for my sister sure. because she was like that. She went hard, but she only went as hard as she knew how. Sure. Yeah. You're yeah, right. She's right. feeling so, to do what she thought. Yeah. Yeah. So when I see moms who go hard for their sons, uh, like Tina and and wives who go hard for their husbands, like uh, Brooke Ramirez, her husband Umberto um, was one of our constituents. Those are really amazing people who just want their loved ones back. So how can you not do the right thing for them and embrace them and wrap your arms around them and say, what else can we do? Yeah. So it's really been a great, great journey. But um, I would ask like listeners to go to our website, see who we are, see what we're about. Um, when you're asking people to donate their hard-earned money, you deserve to know where that money is going. It's right there on the very first page of our of our website. You can see everything. Um, transparency is important when you're yeah. asking people to entrust us with your money mm-hmm. uh, and and know that we're going to do the right things with it yeah and and that's kind of 
a great part about being on the board of directors is I can help guide hmm. where the organization's going, what's best for the constituents. Cause at the end of the day, that's all I care about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Tell us a little bit. You, do you do a, you guys do a podcast, correct? Um, we do do a podcast. It was, it's called just cannabis. Yep. Okay. Um, it's going into its second season. There will be some kind of redoing. The first season was during Women's History Month. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, was during Women's History Month. So all every uh, guest during the season was a woman. Okay. So um, I was on it. Rashida Ashmead was on it. Uh, another constituent, um, Sarah, Sarah Gerson, our executive director. So it was kind of a really nice way to pay, you know, homage to the women who are incarcerated and the women who were incarcerated and the women whose loved ones are incarcerated. So it, it's, it was a great thing. Um, I, I, I'm not sure what season two is going to look like, Okay, but, but... I, it, all platforms are great platforms, you know? Um, so I just, I watched you guys anyway. So oh, thank you. you guys reached out. I was very excited to thank take you. you up on the offer. Well, well yeah. And I, I mean, it, obviously, you know, better than anybody, it's important to tell your story to as many people as will listen, right? Because if you're not affected by the story you just told us, you're must be dead, dead. inside. <laughs> dead inside. And some people are. <laughs> right. And some people are. Zombie and... apocalypse. Well, it, it goes back to, I think what you said, you know, it different than from what we normally have on, but we'll, that's what we wanted to have on. Yeah. 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 What we're passionate about as well. So, yeah, yeah. This is the important yeah. stuff. I mean, you know, it's a lot of fun. Some of, some of the interviews we do with comedians and stuff are a lot of fun and we have, oh, yeah. we have a great time with them, but, but uh, it's, it's nice to do the important stuff once in a while too. And, and actually feel like we're, we're helping our tiny, tiny little bit, especially, especially in a state of where it is illegal yeah. that. Now they have somewhere to reach out to. Yeah. Now they know that you. Please. Yep. yep you're in California. You're right. Your organization's there, mm -hmm. but you help out. We're nationwide. Our, everybody lives. Our managing director lives in Hawaii. Okay. Um, the some of our policy lives in New Orleans, um, okay. L.A. Like we're we're New York. We're spread out. Sure. So, uh. It, it works because when there's an event in a certain area, um, it's great to have presence. We always want to have presence. It's not always possible because we are a relatively small organization. Mm -hmm. um, so we can't afford to be everywhere, but it's nice when that we're spread out. And if somebody's doing something in the East coast, we have people on the East coast, West coast. I mean, it, it's, one of those things, uh, one of our team members, Dante Westmoreland, who was also a constituent, he got out. He actually just had a Dante Westmoreland day dedicated to him in Kansas City, Missouri, which is oh. pretty awesome. And yeah. now he's he's doing that work. He's actually working with um, legal team on Kevin Allen's case. We were able to get Kevin Allen's case uh, resentenced from life. It was a little bit scary about what was going to come back and happen because I know how they play. Yeah. So they did come back from life to 35 years hard labor. Wow. Okay. 
he's already been incarcerated 11 years. So whereas that sounds really messed up, that they weren't life to 35, 35 is still, that's yeah. no. But thankfully, Dante is on the case, but um, he lives in Missouri. So if there's, it was a golf tournament in Missouri. They were like, we'd love to, you know, make you guys the beneficiary. Come on out, you know. Well, we appreciate that you're going to make us the beneficiary. Unfortunately, sometimes we have to say no because we don't have anyone in the area. Dante lives by. He was able to go there. So being spread out is, is really a blessing. Yeah, yeah, it's a benefit for sure. But you were uh, yeah. in April. Looked like you had a really busy week in New York speaking. April is busy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because it's the time where you can kind of make that impact, like everybody's celebrating 420. Right. <laughs> yep. But there's some people who aren't celebrating. Yeah. And let me tell you about those people and, and let's let's show some respect to those people who were carrying the plant when let's face it, a lot of people were afraid to or couldn't, you know. These are the people you called. Well, the people you used to call back then are incarcerated now and they need your help. Right, right. So um, the, we have the strains, we have the plants because people did push back against what was legal. Mm -hmm. So some of the new people are like, well, you did it illegally and we're doing it legal. And it's like, well, you wouldn't be able to be doing it legal. Right. <laughs> Yeah, there was a time when it, it just wasn't, it wasn't legal. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and you didn't just pop up with all these plants and all these strains and all this product and all this. So slow your roll, buddy. <laughs> right. Can't we all get along? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to get along. Like, I, 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 <sighs> I want everybody to really understand that this felony stamp or this criminal stamp, whatever they want to put on us, it just doesn't fit. We're yeah. just normal people who were making extra yeah. money, supporting their family, just like people are doing with this plant now. Yeah, absolutely. Right now. Right. It, Is it, there any chance of, of your uh, record getting cleared, do you think? Um, after I'm off paper, yeah, I can, I can pursue expun expungement for sure. Okay. But right now... They don't even want to let me off early, so I'm I'm just riding with it. I'm. You're so close. I, I've I've been through so much. Yeah. There's very few things nowadays that can shake me. <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> because I I I laugh at my time I did, and I think um, there was some ugly times during that, like really ugly times that I experienced. I bet, yeah. Uh, there were some fun times. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like when you're sitting around bored, a lot of crazy things happen, and <laughs> it, it's like a being at a forever summer camp or something with a lot of girls that you couldn't play with when you were younger. So it, it's uh, definitely um, one of those things that I'm always going to be connected to it, no matter what. Yeah. Sure. Well, you're and, and, and you're, proud, never, you're not part of it, but you're um, you don't hide it. You're you, you embrace it, and it is it made you who are you are today. Yeah. So I've grown, hide it. and you've grown. I've grown to to do that because and it seems before, like you turn everything positive. B 
before I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed. God, I, when I, when I, I was, I felt so stupid. Like, how could I get caught (laughs) up like this? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. um, Like now I'm a felon. Like I'm in going to prison. I have to tell people I've been, and then I started to think, okay. And the only people that matter to me in terms of, my inner circle are the people who were there for me. Right. If you weren't there for me during that time and you bounced on me, yeah. you can stay there. Yeah. I, 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 it has a, it's a great way to thin out the weak links in your life. That's for sure. I, I would imagine that is, yeah. You, you really know who your friends are when, when it hits the fan like that. <laughs> Hell, you know who your family is. Yeah. That's and all family's not blood, you know? And I agree. I say that to say as as you get in and you you go in and people are concerned about you and people are writing you and people are giving you money and as the years go on those people drop off drop off drop off drop off then one day you pop up you're back out they see you on social media oh hey girl no 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 hey girl mm-hmm. yeah you should have you should have hey girled me right when I was sitting inside. Yeah. And don't ask and don't ever ask anybody in prison. Well, let me know if there's anything I can do. There's a lot. I'm in prison. <laughs> let me know if you need anything. I need everything. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. I make 12 cents an hour. What do you mean? <laughs> yes. I'm I'm trying to save up for a bar of soap. I need help. Uh, so what is if what's the best thing for somebody, just the average person to do to help out in this? I mean, obviously, but, donate some money if you've got if you got some extra money, put put it towards the cause. But what else? What other things are can can we do? I mean, yeah, M- money's great, but really, it's the voices, it's the support. Um, going to our web page, our website, looking at our take action page. Part of what's going to push this needle is the voices of the people. Those that are in office need to hear our voices. And we do that through the Pin to Write History campaign, through the Pardons to Progress campaign. All of these things, which you can find on the website under Take Action, having these conversations within your own circle and getting people to actually care about that when they go to the polls, Yeah, that matters. Because if, if they hear like, oh gosh, this is what the people want. It's not going to come back to bite us in the ass. Yeah. People want it. Right. They're going to do that. They don't care about it. True. They <laughs> could care less, honestly. And I don't need them to care. I just need them to bring people home. Right, right. That's true. So, yeah. so really getting involved in that way, supporting brands that support organizations. And I always say there's... um just us there's other organizations that people can if they're like well i'm more of a local type girl okay find somebody locally but it's really important that we make our voices heard and people can support brands i know um through our partnerships with like evidence or farmer in the felon they do put our our um our logo on their some of their packaging Sure. Um, that's a way to let consumers know, like, hey, we, we're somebody who gives back. So 
I always tell people when you go into a dispensary, I always ask, do you have any women owned brands? Okay. Do you have any uh, social equity brands? Um, you can always buy one of each or whatever you want to do, but just making your voice heard with your dollars as well, because yeah. these are the people who give back. So I always feel it just appropriate to partner with them in that same way. Sure. So supporting those brands that ac actually care. And to, to let them grow and then they can donate more. Go watch a Cheech and Chong movie <laughs> since they're both ambassadors. <laughs> yes. A great. They're, they're great. I mean, um, and being an ambassador, like, People don't always have to donate money um, because if you have a platform with millions of followers, we appreciate that as well. Right. And, and we like people to get out the message. If they have anybody or in their life who has been affected or has been arrested um, and sentenced, get in touch with us because those are the people we want to help. We really only are known through word of mouth. Sure. Like sure. we wouldn't know about these constituents if their families or their friends didn't contact us or they didn't contact us. Um, one of our constituents I speak with, he said that they we send a newsletter in, a quarterly newsletter, um, and everybody really kind of takes part in this newsletter. I do book reviews. I do okay. a, a book, like a book suggestion. And okay. um some some inspirational quotes or something. That's my section of it. And this guy came out. He said, you know, I used to read all the books you suggested. <laughs> he was like, the, my favorite was this. Or So sending those newsletters in, he said, when I was in the shoe, he was the, the hole, he called it. He said, we used to fish it to, okay. to each other. The, you guys would send me the newsletter. And then we would fish it. He said, even people who weren't there for cannabis always said, hey, man, let me get that newsletter. Let me check it out. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we work with just cannabis prisoners. But, I mean, who knows where that will go? I mean, psychedelics are becoming more and more mainstream now. Yeah, people get arrested yeah, for that. Um, so just getting our name behind the wall and letting people know that we are here tell your friend if you know your friend has a cannabis conviction tell them to hit us up yeah yeah so it's really kind of what we're all about just really grassroots and grassroots with good marketing yeah. we have a, a great guy who does our marketing but definitely um grassroots nice Nice. And that's huge for people. They just don't know where to turn. And if right. they can hear of something like you, your organization, it's huge for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Right. Well, thank you very much. Why don't you tell people where to find you and, and how we can help and all, you know, where, where, where to go to for all that stuff. Come on over to lastprisonerproject.org. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. It's those small things like that sharing our posts um our posts are mostly stats or changes in laws bills that have passed just information mm -hmm. and sharing that information on your website um you know uh 
I'm still waiting on on Ashley to do a photo shoot in our, our LPP t-shirt because that will undoubtedly bring some people to a the few eyes to it. Yes. I said just a couple. Um, <laughs> so really it's just getting involved because I I didn't think it would be me until it was. Yeah. And I don't want other people to uh, miss that opportunity to pass that information on or that help on that I didn't have to anyone they know incarcerated or who's been brought home. And even if you're looking to get into the industry, um, but you have this in your history, you know, we're working with a lot of partners who say, we want to hire people who've been impacted. Yeah, for sure. Now, is that your uh, bud tender program? Uh, no, our bud tender program is basically training our bud tenders about what we do and, and mm. arming them with the, the facts and the, just the, all the information that they can pass on to somebody who says, well, what is this? I see you have signs. I see you have materials around about this last prisoner project. What is it? Our oh. bud tender program, we do a training course with them through Learn Brands. They created, um, a really awesome course about LPP that the Buntenders can take. Um, we do like giveaways to them because really we are so grateful because obviously we can't be in every place, but the Buntenders can, it, our, our Roll It Up for Justice program, if you ever go in a dispensary and, they're, and they ask you, would you like to donate to cannabis prisoners or something? Um, they need the, the the knowledge about what we what it is we do before mm, okay. asking someone, hey, do you want to give us a dollar or four twenty? Like they can say they're this organization, these are the facts. Like it's really great. Um and we give them try to give them as much uh incentive and you know, just really look after them because they are boots on the ground on the on the front line because sure. they're the ones who are talking to people who have no some people have no idea. Yeah that people are even incarcerated. So many times I've been at pop-ups and I'll tell people and they'll be like, well, it's legal now. <laughs> and that's my fear. Point, I, right, I, yeah. I don't want people to get so comfortable in going into a beautiful dispensary and purchasing and walking out the door like, you know, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. I want people to understand that on the other side of that, there's a lot of people doing hard time for doing what this place just did which is sell you some pot right right exactly well yeah. it's been a joy to talk to you and your enthusiasm guys. is amazing <laughs> i appreciate you guys man it's some places are uh some podcasts are more stuffy than others um you know some interviews like might do like a New York Times or LA Times or something or Huffington Post, like that's a different vibe. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, Good Morning America, that's a different vibe. I was like, I can't wait to get on with these guys. They're great. Oh. We appreciate it more yeah. than you know. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be going on the website when we're done here and buying the the peach t-shirt, the camo piece t-shirt, because I love it. Yeah. So I will definitely that be That is much appreciated. I will um, I will wrap it on a on a episode of Ask Ashley and and not to toot our own horn but I will go. a tiny little bit we do manage we do mention Last Prisoner Project at the end of every episode with her 
try to get the word Thank out. You. So unless we get a little too, um, <laughs> we indulge a little too much and we forget. We forget. <laughs> I, 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 I really, really do appreciate you guys for making a space for this yeah. and bringing it because some people are like, oh, we just came to, to see Hooters and get drunk. We're <laughs> not here to talk. Like, <laughs> yeah. And if they don't to hear this woman's story. Well, I, I, it goes back to then they don't have to, but the ones that will listen are the mm-hmm. ones that we want to, we want to affect. Mm-hmm. So, right. Well, I appreciate you guys making uh, that space uh, to have the, these kinds of conversations. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Stephanie. And I mean, thank you for sharing your story. It's, you know, yeah. Like I said, if, if, if it doesn't impact you, you're, you're a little dead inside. And uh, <laughs> so we will, uh, we will do whatever we can to help out. If you ever want to come back on, you know, you ever got stories to tell about some of your constituents, feel free to let us know. We would love to, we would love to continue to, yeah. to help out however we can. As you grow That's- and get bigger, we'll, we want to grow with you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Awesome. Absolutely. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baclaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.